Good morning, everybody. This is Gratitude Unfiltered. And before we do all the show intro stuff, I wanted to read this. I, I love it when I get a, a message sent to me like right away, <laughs> right before I'm about to start the show. And I saw this and I go, you know what? I feel like reading this. So I'm going to read it really quick and then we'll start Gratitude Unfiltered. But thank you for being here. Thank you for watching on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. Thank you for supporting us on social media, the blogs, the website. Thank you. I just lost it. <laughs> Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. And everything give thanks. For this is the will of God and Jesus Christ concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesizings. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil, and the very God of the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is He that calleth you, who also will do it. Wow. Good morning, everybody. God bless you. Let's get this started. everybody or good afternoon good evening wherever you're watching from this is live mana ministries presents gratitude unfiltered and i am so blessed uh to have you guys here today we have an amazing guest some of you know her uh she's one of the hosts of society of kingdom minds but what you may or may not know is just how brilliant uh she is of course she showed her brilliance on society of kingdom minds don't get me wrong but like there's a lot to her she's incredible you guys are going to love her. Um, but I just want to say, God bless you guys. Like, mean it. Like, regardless of where you fall on the political spectrum, God's still in control. And there's nothing new under the sun. Like, everything that's going on right now, everything that's about to happen, all of it, God's in control. And that's what we get to take heart in, especially if you're a believer. I know a lot of people that are freaking out and panicking and go, wait a second, this is... We live in a very twisted, broken world. And you can take that however you want. We it, it, like since the beginning of time, like they have like the, the, sin has done everything to separate us from God, and sin is done through man, but it has pulled us from truth. And the more that 
truth gets messed with and the more that truth gets interfered with, the more complicated things get. Think about when you tell a lie. What happens? You tell a lie to cover that lie. What happens when someone discovers that lie? It's a vicious cycle that we have been in since the beginning of time, that since we've been on this, this earth. So, but here's the thing. God is in control. Satan may have domain on this earth, but just know that God's in control. And, uh, and I take great heart in that. And as a believer, I take great heart in the chaos that's going on. Oh, sure. I would love to have world peace. Love to have world peace. It'd be amazing to be able to go all over the world and not have to worry about danger. Of course, danger is kind of exciting to me. I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie. <laughs> but when I see chaos and I see panic and I see pain in people's eyes, I see confusion, I see despair, I see rioting in the streets. I mean, heck, we even had some stuff last night in Minnesota. Like, what are people rioting about? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I see this, and I find peace because I know that we were all born for such a time as this. This is a call. This is a call for God's warriors to rise because there's going to be people that need us worse than ever, and we haven't even seen it yet. I'm going to fear monger. I get excited about this because... God's coming. The Lord Jesus is coming and he is with us and he has prepared us and is preparing us for the days ahead. So never fear. God is in control. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an amazing guest. But first this. Lisa Ann, Jonathan Martinez, Ronnie, good to see you. By the way, Ronnie is an incredible human being. I'm going to pull him up here. Uh, you have any marketing needs, uh, this dude is incredible. I uh, really, really love working with him. You guys can drop him a DM if you can see that on Facebook. Um, he's also on Fiverr, incredible human. Vikram, good to see you. God bless you. Jonathan Martinez, I pray you're doing well, my man. Good to see you. Lisa Ann, God bless you, sister. Uh, we're in for a treat. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm honored to have, I mean, even though I get to talk to her all the time, I'm truly, truly honored to have uh, our next guest, Dr. Ruth Charles on the show. Incredible. There's so much wisdom, so much power, so much strength, so much vision. Uh, I think you guys are going to absolutely love this. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Ruth Charles. What's up, sister? How you doing? How are you? My gosh, I didn't need to say anything. I mean, you have this thing on the roll. I'm all fired up this morning. <laughs> God, God. I'm like, okay, he is 
preaching. He's taking a text. So I'm, I don't need to say anything, but amen. That's all I need to say is amen. <laughs> well, wow. Good morning, buddy. Good to see you. Uh, listen, what, what are you grateful for today? Man, I am so grateful to be alive and in my right mind. Okay, with all of the crazies around, the craziness, the chaos, the confusion, I am just glad that I have my mind and it's staying, it's in perfect peace because I'm focused on Jesus. Amen. That's why I'm so glad I have my mind. Hallelujah. Man. Woo! <laughs> I love to kind of lose my mind a little bit. I had a conversation with God this morning. I'm like, why does it take me so long? To, like when I shift over, like, why does it take me so long to come back? And I think you just reminded me of something because Jesus said, keep your eyes fixated on me. Yes. <laughs> I, love, I love to go down those wormholes. I'm not <laughs> I'm like, yes. The, yes. The part of my mind. It, it just like wants to know everything. And Jesus is like, just focus on me, dummy. <laughs> so. Man, some things we don't want to know. I mean, think about it. We're just like, okay, it's like the song Amazing Grace through many dangers seen and unseen. Some things mm -hmm. we don't want to know. You know, I mean, what about your best friend that's trying to stab you in the back? And then and God has to make make those enemies bow down to you. You didn't want to know that because then, you know, you might have to fight real hard to kind of like, Lord, help me to forgive this person before I snap their neck. You know, let's be honest. You know, we're real people. Let's talk real. You know, I'm Dr. Ruth and I'm about to tell you the truth. And not okay. It is what it is. Come on, people. I mean, we just, we have to tell it like it is. So we're grateful for some, for some things we don't know. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you something because last night I, I just did a spontaneous live and I ended up deleting it because I talked a little bit too much about politics and, mm -hmm. and Jessica got on to me because I'm not supposed to. So like, I deleted it, but I think I'm going to republish it today. But one of the things that we were talking about was, you know, there's, there is a lot of censorship going on um, and a lot of controlling, they're controlling the narrative through the airwaves. And cause I believe the robots are going to take over. Like I think the tech companies are going to unleash their robot armies and we don't need to go down that right now, but inevitably like we, we started talking about that, but we were talking about censorship. And one of the things that I was saying, it was like, I mean, I'm white, so it's hard for me to really relate to this, except for like, if I'm around evil or racism, I would rather see it. I want to know it coming at me. Like, I don't want someone going, God bless you. And when they're really saying, go F yourself, I want to kill you. Like, I, I would rather know the truth. So I, 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 I kind of like, I kind of disagree with you. Like, I know there's some things we don't want to know. But if I'm around evil or I'm around some racist or bigot or whatever, like, I kind of want to know. Like, I want those groups paraded out front. Am I wrong for that? I mean, and can you speak to that as an African-American woman? Well, you know, uh, first of all, Joshua, you know, the world's systems is what, you know, from the beginning of time is what has separated us. We were all created in the image and likeness of God. And so when yeah. the Lord created us, there was no black, white, Asian, uh, uh, Hispanic, uh, Pakistani. None of that existed. 
But when the people in the Tower of Babel tried to be like God and not in the sense of us being in his image and likeness, but they wanted to take his place, he came and confused their language. So they all spoke one language and then they ended up with diverse of languages. And this is how you have, you know, everything that was not a Jew became a Greek or a Gentile. And so the Lord never meant for us to have all these different races. I mean, I, you know, you got peach skin with blonde hair when you have it, I guess, you know, <laughs> whatever. and I have brown skin with my very coarse hair, you know, and, and that's the Lord is multifaceted. He never created us with all these differences. But speaking to someone who has a problem because of the way you look, they have a problem with themselves. Because if we're all from one father and if you hate your if you hate me, you hate you. What does that say about you? You know, the Bible says to love your neighbor as yourself. So if it's as that's a simultaneous thing going on. So that means if you can't love me, that means you don't love you. So, you know, you got to go fix you. And a lot of that is because people don't know who they are. They're intimidated. They're afraid of people that they perceive to be better or different because they don't take the time to understand. And you can't go to another human being to find out about who you are. You have to go back to the one that drew the blueprints for your life that created you, which is the creator. And this is why when we listen to what people and the noise is saying, instead of listening to the voice of Holy Spirit, this is how we end up where we are today. People don't know who they are. And this is what, why you have all of this crazy, sinful debauchery in our society today, which has been going on again from the beginning of time. We've always had the same foolishness. You quoted so, the scripture. <laughs> I've never actually seen this. There's, it says Facebook user, but yes, racism is self-hate. I wish I knew who you were. I would say brilliant. Uh, <laughs> blueprints, preach it. Okay, hold on. Jonathan wants to say robots. So first of all, I really can't wait to repost this episode, and I think I'm going to do a full in-depth thing about the robots. But Google, <laughs> Google, Google, or search for Google's robot army and read it. Read about their army bases all over the world. And in the Bible, when Daniel's giving his prophecy, he talks mm -hmm. about what is it? Clay and uh, metal, clay and iron uh -huh. working together. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. They're talking about us merging with machines. And if you know anything about singularity and you basically what's happening on your, your phone is always attached to you. Your watch is attached to you. We are morphing into technology and then like transhumanism, like all of these things are very, very real and it's happening. It's a part of an agenda. This is part of the new world order agenda. And if you don't believe in the new world order, ah, we got to have a whole separate conversation, but that's also biblical. So I, I wanted to address you really quick. Uh, my man, we are really like the robots are not just taking over. We're morphing into them. And that's the plan. So anyway. You know what's so crazy about that, Joshua? And and I want people, uh, people that belong to the Lord, um, that are believers to take heart. Before all that craziness happens, the Lord will get us out of here. Oh, yeah. You know, that that will be penalty for those that did not follow the way. Those that heard the voice, but they ignored the voice. That's right. You know, and this is what we have going on now. This is why we're not to be afraid. You know, the Bible tells us over and over again. He told us in the book of Joshua. I just got through listening to that um, to not be afraid. Be of good, be of good courage. 
be. That means it's in you. It's already in you to be in that position or be or to be that thing. Be of good courage. Yes. You know, to take heart, to take courage. Don't fear. And so this is what we want to grasp hold as believers, regardless of what we find ourselves faced with. Our God fights for us no matter what. That is that is so good. And it's, you know, there is a lot of evils in the world that God is going to protect us from. Like we've been equipped as believers to be able to overcome all adversity that comes at us. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but we're equipped for it. And like God has prepared us for to overcome any obstacle. I, the thing that I, I'm concerned about is because I do believe about the robots and that, like that freaks people out and people don't think it's real, but I've been saying this since I was in high school that it was going to happen. I could just see it. Like the Terminator to me was a documentary. I'm like, that's going to freaking happen. And this is about, this movie is about Jesus too. <laughs> like, like seriously, go back and watch the Terminator and tell me I'm crazy. But anyway, but I what it concerns me is I'm very anti-vaccine. I know that I've been vaccinated with other things, but mm-hmm. I've been pushing it away, pushing it away, pushing it away because of having HIV. They want me to have all of these vaccinations. I won't. Mm-hmm. But finally, this doctor just beat me down basically and said, you need to take this or your brain's going to rot because of the HIV and you're susceptible to getting this, this and this. And I'm like, I was terrified. And I finally go, fine, give it to me. That crazy breakout I got that made me sick and I thought I had cancer, it's still not gone, but it happened from the vaccine. And then the more I research these vaccines that they're pushing on us now, I'm going, how can this be of God? God can't want us to take this. And so how do you feel about that as somebody that is a leader of of believers all over the world? How do you feel about the vaccine? I'm not trying to put you in a bad spot, but like I don't feel right in my spirit about putting this in my body, especially with some of the ingredients in it. Well, I'm going to say this. I am not against medicine because uh, the apostle Luke was an actual medical physician. So I'm Mm -hmm. definitely not against medicine. However, I do believe in divine healing. And I know that in this day and age that we're going to have to learn how to stand for something or else we will fall for everything. And what I mean by that is leaders need to begin to equip the ones that follow them that, you know what, you have to make a choice, a defining line in the sand. Uh, I I heard about some nurses, uh, I believe it was in New York, that lost their jobs because they refused to get vaccinated. I have my sister-in-law, I remember we were doing an online celebration for my mother, and she says, well, guys, I got to go because I got to go to the hospital. She's the head charge nurse at her hospital, and they were telling her she had to get vaccinated. And so everybody was uh, online looking at her facial expression, and they were like, well, what's wrong? She says, I really don't want to get it. Now, she's the head charge nurse at the whole hospital. Yeah. You know, anything about Texas hospitals are huge, (laughs) just like the state. Okay. And so, you know, you think about the many, uh, the staff that's under her. And so I had already made up in my mind, you know, wherever I had to go, I'm going to trust God. I'm not getting uh, this vaccine. I don't care. You know, you have to lock me up in jail. That's my personal (laughs) opinion. I'm not saying that's in the word of God. 
So yeah. do not go and lie on me because I'm telling the truth, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. But I will say this here. At some point, those as believers cannot give in to passivity. Mm. We've got to stand flat foot and say, I believe this and this is how I stand. This is my constitution. And anything, you know, you obey man's law as well as God's, but anything that goes against God's law, eh, flush, flush, flush. So if you don't feel right and you, if something's bothering you, you just feel iffy about it, that may be the Holy Spirit telling you don't do it. So don't do it. Don't don't bend your own consciousness or the voice of the Lord where you shut it down to it gets so weak where you can't hear him anymore. You don't ever want to do that. That's so good. Aaron, I agree with you 100 percent. And watch whoever said right. Watch iRobot. Best show on TV. iRobot is amazing. I do highly recommend that for everybody. And I think I mean, it's not it's not like it, it. Just watch it. It's so good. Um, you were talking about, this is something, uh, oh, what was I going to tell you about the, the other things not going right. Oh, that I didn't know for the longest time. Like I remember those sick feelings I used to get in my stomach when I was about to go act out, when I was going to go use drugs, I was going right. to, you know, do all of the exploits that I used to do. Um, and, and I, I didn't understand until after giving my life to Christ that, but that growling, that feeling in my stomach was the Holy Spirit warning me. And I know this for a fact, and I want everyone to under, like to let this sink into your DNA. When you feel that way, when you feel that uneasiness, don't push past it. Don't keep drinking to drink it away. Don't, don't try to avoid that feeling. It's an uncomfortable feeling for a reason. That is the Holy Spirit inside of you saying, do not do this. Don't go that way. Don't go that way. Whatever. Pay attention to it. Do not ignore it. Because when the Holy Spirit speaks up, the, the Holy Spirit's going to let you make some mistake because you can learn from some mistakes. But when you feel the growling inside of you, pay attention to it. Because if you ignore it, great trauma is on the other side of it. Because every traumatic experience in my life has come from ignoring that feeling you know what's so beautiful the scripture says that god reigns on the just as well as the unjust he reigns on the just as well as well as the unjust here's the kicker here's the kicker a lot of people think oh well you know becoming a christian or a christ follower i can't do anything no the lord is not trying to keep you from having fun he's trying to protect your life he knows that if you do certain things it can harm your body it probably will hurt you i mean after all he created you i said on my bible study yesterday i wouldn't go to a mazda dealer trying to figure out how to fix a volvo they're going to try to tell they're going to tell me how to fix a, Ma, a mazda not a volvo because they did not create it so you don't listen to what all oh, your friends, oh, you know, I wouldn't be this Christian. I wouldn't go to church. I wouldn't do all this. No, that sick feeling that Joshua talked about, that is the Lord trying to preserve your life. Even if you're not following him yet, he's trying to get you to the yet. And so if you kill yourself before you get to the yet, you ain't going to make that, right? Right. Yeah. It's just a little common sense there. <laughs> I, I think it's a reminder that, hey, I have a purpose for you. Like, because yeah. you're right about this. 
the Holy Spirit is with us whether we've accepted Jesus or not. Now, there's different levels I've recognized, but when the Holy Spirit speaks up, like it, it truly is there. And I started, this just dawned on me as you're saying this, it's doing that to go, I have a purpose for you. You don't have to do this. I have a better life for you. Like, and this is going to make you circle around the mountain for another 40 years if you ignore this. Like, that's my thing. That's really good. And it's so true because I I think about um, something we, in our our books that we're working on in our Bible study, uh, the author wrote, um, when you don't know the purpose of a thing, abuse is inevitable. So when you don't know the purpose in which you were created, why you were placed here on this earth, and that you actually have a purpose, no matter the circumstances surrounding how you got here, whether your parents were married, they had you in the uh, got uh, got pregnant in the back seat of a car, whether you were the victim of a rape, if you are breathing, God had a purpose for you being here. Think of how many women had miscarriages. But God allowed that sperm to connect with the egg and you came out out of the gestation period from mama's womb seven, eight, nine months later. You're here for a reason. And so God desired to preserve your life. And that's why he doesn't want you to abuse your life and take away the life that he so freely gave you. That's why he warns us with those feelings. He warns us with those, oh, my God, what if something bad can happen? Chances are something bad can happen if you're thinking that. So listen to that voice, that feeling, that unction saying, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Listen, just listen. What is your background? Like you're you're a doctor of psychology. Is that what it is? Education. But I have I have two psychology degrees. Now, here's the deal. Uh, My my I've been in ministry all my life. I got a bazillion certification coaching certifications, Mm -hmm. but I mainly deal with leaders. um, And I'm kind of switching modes a little bit because I'm going to go pick up on my story. Um, you know, I was I was the, the the lady you can't tell I was a drunkard sleeper around her. People are like, what you? Yeah, me. That was me. That was my life. So, you know, I was raised up on the front uh, uh, pew of a church. That didn't matter. You know, I didn't know who I was. I hated myself. I hated my name. So I tried to I was looking for love in all the wrong places, searching mm-hmm. for love with too many faces, baby. Too many faces. And <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, I had three children before I actually got married a little bit over 20 years ago. And so, you know, here I am today. No one can tell that was my life, but that's my story. And so I'm 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 kind of reaching out to women, trying to teach them their purpose, reaching out to younger women that don't understand it is more to your life, girl, than your good looks. God didn't give you that for you to go, you know. Daddy, can you pay my bills? Baby, pay your own bills. Okay. <laughs> pay your own bills. I'm just saying. <laughs> Let me ask you. Me acting up on here. Golly. <laughs> I just. Boy, I would have scheduled this for five hours now. Like, I, I, I literally talking to you is like way too easy. Uh, <laughs> I want to ask you something. So. Like, cause I know, I mean, like, I know you are, I mean, you're a believer, like you, you live by the word of God, but I'm curious with the, the 
kingdom relationships and the 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 pre like the way that Dr. Miles Monroe talks about the structure of a kingdom family. Do you think that that still applies in today's world? Oh yeah, people ignore it, but yes, it applies. People, even the church ignores it, but it still applies. Do you I think mean, they ignore it because it takes it hurts their pocketbook to preach it? Oh, you're going down a bad road. Shame on you, Mister. You know what? The Bible says. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm trying to learn like everybody else, so I, I still have questions. I'm gonna give it to you straight, huh? I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give it to you straight. Please. There has always been hirelings. The Bible says that a laborer, and when you go back and research that in Greek, because the New Testament was written in Greek, a laborer, one who actually prays fast, lives the life that they preach about are not trying to just dig deep in the pockets just to dig into the pockets. Mm -hmm. A laborer is worthy of his hire, are worthy to receive uh, uh, funds. They, they got to eat and live too. But there's always been hirelings, people that are out there, you know, they're saying things to try to manipulate con. You know, we got con artists in the pulpit just like we have in the White House. Oops, excuse me. We have con artists everywhere. <laughs> it is what it is. And that's why discernment has to return to the believer, to the church. People have to have an ear. That's why you have to listen to God. We just talked about listening to that voice. The Lord will tell you something's not right. I remember being in a place and the Lord warned me and warned me and I could hear his voice. But after a while, that voice got quieter and quieter. The Lord was telling me they're getting off. They didn't start that way, but they're getting off. And after I heard about them getting off, I stayed there a little longer because I had to wait on my husband to get it. And he turned to me one day. He said, you want to leave? I was like, I've been wanting to leave two years ago. <laughs> and so you have to listen to the Lord. The, the Bible says he will give you shepherds after his own heart. What is the heart of God? He loves the people. He cares for the people. He nurtures the people. He protects in every way, mentally, emotionally, socially, familial, financially, physically, in every way. A shepherd protects the sheep. And he's the good shepherd. And if your leader is not doing that, then it's not time for you to talk to other members about him. It's time for you to leave, pray, and ask the Lord where you should go. And that's what I tell anybody that's experienced in some of that type of situation. That is beautiful. So... I want to because I, I could I have all of these like little wormholes I want to go with you, but let's talk about Society of Kingdom Minds. Yeah, that that has been like I remember what Dr. Henry called me about that, and before it was had a name or anything, and he brought up this idea, and it was so cool how it went from just this thought to then all of a sudden we're out basically broadcasting us working through the dynamics of creating a course that was for everybody, but to give them and show them the kingdom life and like all of its principles and, and how to walk in that. And it was so beautiful to see it come together. I'm, I'm excited about where we're going with this course, but can you, in your own words, share why you feel that this course that we're putting together is important? Well, I believe it's important because number one, it gives those that are in a titled leadership position 
an outlet, an outlet to breathe, to be with other leaders. Uh, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. Well, if you got a big old thick piece of iron and a little bitty piece of iron that may not be a sharpening iron, then one will, uh, one will, def what is it, flatten out? I forgot the, the terms. I used to know this. One will cause the other to break. And so when you have equal pieces of iron rubbing against each other, after a while, it's going to create a fire. Isn't that yeah. beautiful? So I, I I believe that this particular uh, group, because we're all from so many diverse backgrounds as far as our, our learning experiences, uh, what we do every day, although we all, you know, do something in an area of leadership. And something I like to tell people, everyone is a leader. Even if you're mama or daddy in the home, that makes you a leader because you are influencing and leading that child in the way that they should go. You're being an example to them. And as leaders in every area of life created out of the leading source, which is God, you know, we have a responsibility to present the best selves that we can through him. And which means we what we what we preach about, we live. And so we're teaching that child. We're teaching those uh, those other people under us, our team, our organizations. We're teaching them how to be good, uh, good people within that organization or to carry out that job properly. And so I think with the Society of Kingdom Minds, you get to see a bunch of imperfect, uh, flawed, you know, individuals that but are matured in Christ and maturing because we're all works in progress. Maturing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you know, not where you were. So if you've grown from one point to the other, you've matured to that point, and then yeah. you'll mature to the next point. And so you get to see all of these people coming together with all their various experiences, skills, and knowledge, and helping other leaders uh, gain that experience, wealth of knowledge, and moving them forth. So our greatest victory is seeing other leaders progress and going through their process to their point of where they see themselves and God has uh, has already set for them to be. So I love the Society of Kingdom Minds. I mean, we, we disagree, but we agree and we do all these things, but we come to the one conclusion that God is in control as you started out and we have to work the works of him that sent us while we have the time when we're still breathing. So that's why we exist. I, I I love that, and right, we do disagree. It's interesting, even like the conversations over culture. Um, it, it's it's I I love it, but it's always I love I don't want to be surrounded by people that agree with everything I say. I mean, again, I was talking about the robots taking over. Like I, oh, I don't really necessarily want to be surrounded by people that really believe that, even though I do. Like I want my beliefs challenged or I want my way of thinking challenged because I know it'll stretch me and, and I'll grow. And I know with my relationship with the Lord that I will know what's true. And, and I'm good with that. But the other part I like is you brought this up is diversity. We have people from all over the world, every different ethnic background you can imagine, different life experiences, different troubled experiences, different perceptions. And it's all come together and it's like fit into this beautiful little thing. I don't even know what to call it. But the other part that I really am excited about with the course is that it's going to be interactive. It's yes. not going to be here's a book, read, or here's a pre-recorded pre videotape that's been edited 50 times and it's perfect. Oh, no, it's going to be in real time and it's going to be – it's a what is, it's not sliding scale, not the word, but – 
basically it's going to adjust and, and, and upgrade and, 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 and grow in real time. Yes. So we're going to move with the waves of the world, but at the same time, the principles remain the same. That's one of the things that I love about the Lord is that his principles are true yesterday, today, yes. and a thousand years from now. Those principles yes. remain true. Yes. I mean, God doesn't change. Uh, you know, as you said, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's the, the cool thing about you can take the principles, and I love, you know, one of my go-tos for leadership is the book of Joshua. I'm giving my secrets away. You know, one of my go-tos is the book of Joshua because he was the ultimate of skill and courage and listening to God. I mean, he didn't just run out there all willy-nilly. He was very strategic. He had a very in-tuned ear listening to the Lord, making sure that he followed every little instruction from the Lord. And this is why whether he was fighting with 500 men or 5 million men, he usually, except that one battle at AI that he lost the first time, he won the battles because he followed the Lord. And, you know, there are so many principles in there. You know, the first battle at AI, it was because of someone that was in his camp. It was because of the ache, the aching, A-C-H-A-N, in his camp. And he did something that he wasn't supposed to do. So you have to know who's in your camp. That's why we have all these diverse backgrounds and why we have so many differences of, with our opinions. And we know who's in our camp. We know that, one, we all claim Jesus as Lord. Amen. We understand the difference between uh, what's good and what's evil. We're not calling evil good and good evil. No, 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 no. We're sticking with the truth of God's word because that is the only truth. There's no your truth, my truth, his truth, their truth. It's his truth and his truth alone. That is the only thing that would prevail. And that's what we are dispersing as seed into the people that we speak to and counsel with. And we want you to see us live so, you know, we're not editing or whatever. You know, the Bible says there's safety in the multitude of counsel. And that means you're on the same page and you're all claiming this, that, that one mind, that one spirit. I love the scripture. Father, I pray that they will want as you and I are one. And I think that is the biggest thing that we are modeling is how the body of Christ should be one voice. Yeah. One voice. Hallelujah. I find it interesting, too, that like the world's really divided and it's easy to look at that and go, oh, we need to unite. But even if you if you, if you take a cut the section out of the world that are believers and in, in Christians. They don't even agree on anything. I, I, do you do you think the focus of trying to unite is the right strategy or is the focus to love and 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 just love and love and love and love and hope that it causes the cracks in everybody's shells that opens them up to to receiving the love and forgiving well i again jesus's prayer you know people get it mixed up they call it the uh they call it the prayer that jesus pray uh jesus teaching the disciples to pray was the our father prayer but jesus prayer was father i pray i wish that they were one as you and i are one and one of the seven things that god's hate the one that he despises is a person that causes division amongst the brethren or or causes a division in families that's in the scripture in proverbs and so i look at that 
but God is love. God is love. First John 4, 7, 8. God is love. Beloved, let us love one another. You can't love without God. For love is of God and everyone that loves is born of God. So again, if you don't have him in your heart, you can't love and you can't bring reconciliation. And a lot of what I've seen is the church has, is trying to invoke the world's ways into how to reconcile. And there's no reconciliation without Christ. You ha that's how you got the division in the first place is because the, because I, I go back to the garden, Adam and Eve, you know, the enemy came in and divided them from God. They God told them one thing. He was deceptive and used his pearly words and told them something different. So they divided themselves from God and then they divided themselves from each other because Adam said that woman you gave me, Lord, where else at first it was the two was one flesh. And from then, you had a repetition throughout the years, throughout the centuries of life of division. And it all came from, from listening to the enemy. So if we're listening to the enemy or listening to the world who does not have God's love in their heart, we're trying to replicate what they're doing. You're going to keep the same cycle of division going on. You cannot reconcile without God. I don't care what the politicians are saying. Now I'm going <laughs> Well, they don't. I don't believe that they want us to unite. So that's, that's a whole other conversation. A Listen, whole nother. Doctor Ruth, I could talk to you for twenty-five hours, but and we're going to have to do this again because I think I have some other wormholes I want to go in with you that I think that you would be able to enlighten the public on. Um, but I'm grateful for your friendship. Uh, it means a lot to me, and it's been really, really fun getting to to know you digitally we haven't met in person yet but we've had a lot of really powerful hardcore conversations and i'm grateful for that because whether we always agree or not it doesn't really matter like i value you as a friend and uh and i and i'm blessed and i'm grateful that you came on the show today oh thank you sentiments are the same sir <laughs> well, god bless you dr ruth you have a wonderful day today and i will see you soon Thank you. God bless you all. Bye. Dr. Ruth, everybody. I love that woman. She's incredible. Um, those of you who just joined, you got to see it. Like, start from the beginning. You can hit the rewind button. Uh, she's absolutely incredible. Uh, God bless all of you. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this audience. A anyone that's you know suffering right now, struggling with anything, hanging on to resentments, angers, I just ask that you give them the courage just to let it go and surrender. It's not theirs to hang on to. You know, I, I, people have the right to be upset and offended or, or hurt, and it's understandable because trauma in this world happens, sin in this world happens, Lord. But at the same time, this is what you died on the cross for, is to, to be able to, to ease this pain, to ease this suffering, for us to be able to give this to you, to surrender it, because you've paid the price for it. And we thank you for that. We thank you for the opportunity to take all of our worries and our struggles, our addictions, our anger, our rage, our resentments, our hate, and to surrender it to you, to lay it at your feet. Because anything that we surrender to you, Lord, you will use for your purpose. And your purpose is proven time after time after time after time after time. It's proven to be that your purpose is better your purpose for us and your purpose for the things that we go through is is far greater than we can imagine it's not our burden to carry anymore so we surrender it to you lord 
Father, I just ask that you bless everybody. Just like if they're struggling again, release it. Um, I just ask that you give them favor today. You know, the people that are seeking the opportunities to step into their purpose, like give them that courage or bring them that partnership or relationship that they're looking for. The nonprofits and the ministries and the churches out there that are struggling with finances to keep the doors open, their employees paid. I ask that you give them those donors that they're looking for. And, and Lord, uh, just because we're praying about it, I would like to ask you that you give us and you provide us the means to get the building that we found to launch this ministry and the form, the way that you've shown it and put it on, put it on our hearts. Lord, I've just blessed the audience and uh, we thank you so much for them. And we thank you for you, your love, your forgiveness, and the purpose that you created inside each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys. God bless you. Have an amazing day today. Um, be a blessing to someone today. And, um, you know, because there's people that need it. People need that smiling face, a genuine smile. People need a genuine, just a friendly face, someone to listen, maybe someone to speak life into them. Like you can be that for somebody today. You can be the difference in someone's life that you've needed sometime in your life. Anyway, God bless you guys. Take care. Have an amazing day.